Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome back to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. It has been too long, too long. It's been two and a half weeks, but it's felt like two and a half years. Uh, I missed talking about sports. I missed your face, Neil. I missed having a voice. You yeah, know, I just you know we've we've been MIA not by not by choice, not by design, no. uh, but because of the virus that I'm sure a lot of you are, who are listening have probably experienced as well. But I had it too. I didn't have it as bad as you did. No, I had it pretty bad. You got I knocked think, on your yeah, ass. Was, I got knocked on my ass. It Why don't was, you tell us was, about that? Well, I mean, just being bedridden and yeah. not having a voice was very difficult. And, you know, it just lingered. It just continued to linger and linger. And I've never had such a bad cold where it wouldn't get better. You know, the coughing. The, yeah. Like every day you wake up and you're expecting to, like, feel a little bit better. And then it yeah. just doesn't happen. Two, three days max. But this is, like, two weeks. And um just had a puppy a couple months ago mm-hmm. and yep. having a, a, I will I will just say having a new puppy while being that sick is incredibly difficult to to navigate and and actually find the energy to to go out and exercise a dog as it needs I mean like yeah puppies are full of energy take it on walks and puppies are full yeah. of energy and you know luckily I had a like I have a partner who was also sick so we were able to well, yeah, if you take it. turns and you're like hey I I just took yeah. it out it's your turn. Um, so we didn't always have to, you know, be the, the person to do that. But, like, yeah. we, we were able to take turns. So, um, yeah, yeah what thing. have you what have you gotten up to in the last two weeks? What have I gotten up to? Um, well, I talked about it before, but I did the um, – I ended up doing the commercial as the yeah. police comes by outside. Um, I was actually a police officer in the TV show. Fitting. So that, that's fitting. <laughs> fitting. It's like we're on theme here. Uh, the TV show, uh, yep, I will, uh, if you follow me on my, my personal social, uh, you would have seen that uh, I was a cop for the TV show. Um, it's a Canadian TV show. Uh, we filmed it in, uh, that one was filmed in Hamilton. And uh, yeah, it was in a, like a random house. It was like a spooky haunted house and I was a cop. And then the commercial, I ended up, um, I, I think I talked about how I booked the commercial before, but... Uh, the person I ended up doing the commercial with was someone that was uh, from my program, my acting program back in university. Right on. So we like met for the fitting. I uh, met the other actors at the fitting and I saw her there and I was like. So you didn't know it was happening beforehand. You no. just kind of ran into each other. I didn't know. I literally walked into the room and I saw her. I was like, Nicole, what the fuck? Yeah. And we walked up and gave each other a big hug. And I was like, who are you playing in the commercial? And she's like, I'm playing like the wife. And I was like, I'm playing the husband. Like, this is crazy that we literally yeah. haven't seen each other in like five years. Wow. And then we, yeah. Don't so, you get like a, like a casting list? Not before of, the of fitting. Those? Oh, okay. So the fitting was uh, probably like four or five days before the shoot. Yeah. And we just had to meet at their production studio and then they yeah. had to like try on a bunch of stuff and they had to like measure us and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know the cast list before that. Um, mm-hmm. They sent us a call sheet before, like the day before, but um so I saw her name there, but I didn't know that she was going to be at the fitting. So it was it was pretty surreal to walk in and see cool. my my old friend, and she was my roommate too. In uh, my fourth year of university, there was a bunch of us that lived together um, from our program. So she, we were really close for a long time. Very nice. 
Crazy. Crazy small world. So the commercial went well. Commercial went well. When can we expect to see this commercial? Commercial is going to air in February. Um, The TV show is going to be out in the spring. And we also just released... um, I did a a short comedy sketch uh, a couple years ago. um, Like peak pandemic. Um, And it was a spoof on Love Island. And we made it Love Island Canada. And so we filmed it at a cottage um, like up north when it was the snow was like six feet high <laughs> and uh we very can very canada, very canada yeah. yeah and so we filmed some scenes in a hot tub i had to run in the snow with my shirt off it was just yeah. it was very love island it was very yeah it was uh so we just released that on, youtube it's on youtube yep if you go to my socials uh you can find it there i just posted it there yesterday but um yeah Go check it out. How many episodes are you are you in there? It's just uh literally we just did like a spoof, like a like a seven minute like this is what Love Island Canada would look hey, like. Seven minutes is a lot, a long like a long time for parody too. Yeah. I will say. It's it pretty is. good. Actually I filmed it with uh my ex, actually. Right on. So this was it was right after Oh, I'll give you a little bit of an anecdote. Did you have to reach out to your ex to, uh, you know, get approval to to, to post this or what? what no, is... actually. So the thing is, um, is she looking for royalties? Like I don't know. Like she might, she might come out? crawling like, looking for royalties. What's going on here? But uh, no, we actually because it was middle of pandemic, so yeah. we weren't really like talking to anyone. We um, we broken up, and then two months later, uh, we were still like in the process of like moving out of our place. Yeah. And our good friend reached out to us and was like, hey, since you guys are part of the same household, can you come be in this, this sketch that I'm doing? And we kind of had to say, like, oh, we're not actually together anymore. Yeah. But we actually talked about it. And we were like, because we had to play a couple in the sketch. Yeah. So we talked about it. And we were just like, do you want to just do it? I'm pretty sure this is around the time where we started <coughs> doing the podcast as well. Yeah. If, it if, was. If timeline serves me right. Right before this, actually. <laughs> Right before, the, yeah, I guess right before this, yeah. So, um, yeah, we filmed some episodes in that. In that well, I'm going to have to watch this this little parody that you put together. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're a couple in the in the sketch, but we're not yeah. a couple in real life at that time. So. Does this pain you to uh, revisit? <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. all. Excite you. No, I wouldn't say that either. <laughs> but um, we're getting closer. We're getting warmer. Uh, should we talk about some sports? Yeah, let's get into it, man. Holy crap, the we've World Cup. Lot, lot to Cup. cover today. Let's start with the World Cup. Let's, holy crap. Yeah, that's that's more or less the biggest thing that is happening right now. Um, I just want to start by talking about Team Canada and yes. the way they entered this tournament with all the excitement, with injury concern, and their performance. And where they're going to go from here. And Mm -hmm. I feel a lot of excitement went into this, uh, especially after watching that first game against Belgium where they... They looked so good. Looked the part. They came in with energy. They came in. They caught Belgium flat-footed. And Belgium, who has been known for many, many years to be a top-tier team... They're second in the world They're not. But ranking... They're not. They didn't play like it. No, but FIFA rankings, like... That only get updated like once every six months. They are second in the world. I will say those FIFA rankings are going to take a nose. Like you're going to see some major changes oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. after this World Cup because teams are on the rise and teams are on the decline mm-hmm. for sure. And Belgium is one of those teams where they're old, they're aging. Hazard just uh, retired from international. Yeah, so you know, like they're they're going to slip. 
I would, you know, Canada came out in that game and Canada showed out and they had like 30 shots, but only maybe like three were on goal. But in the Belgium game, in the Belgium game, yeah. they could not hit the target. Did you see what but, De Bruyne said after the game? Because he won man of the match mm-hmm. and he's like, I don't know why I got this. I don't know why. I don't know how we won this game. It's like we were not the better team. He just came out and said that. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. So what we're going to see, it's four years from now is the next World Cup. You're going to see a more experienced Canada team. You're probably going to see a lot of the, a lot of similar faces you did in this World Cup. Um, but again, you're, you're going to see a better showing. They didn't win a single game this tournament in three games. Um, they, against Croatia, which is another top-tier team in the world, top 10. Yeah, they're still um, in it. But another team who's potentially on the decline. They're getting older. Yeah, yeah. They're they're not going to be in the top ten. Modric is like 36, 37. Um again, they could have won that game as well. You know, they they were competitive. They for, were in front. Yeah. They were, they were competitive for twenty six minutes. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, that's where it all went downhill. And then they lost to, to Morocco, so the thing, the thing with Canada, the thing that I was seeing is that they... They also Morocco team that beat Spain, Spain. which is one of the top teams. But, Again, yeah. but like... But, um, no, what I was going to say about Canada is that, like, in the first game, they had that belief that was there. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, on paper, they're just not as good of a team skill-wise against Belgium, against Croatia, against even Morocco. Mm-hmm. But they had the belief in that first game. They were running circles around them. They just honestly just couldn't find the back of the net. Um, they missed a penalty in that game. Alfonso Davies missed the penalty. Um, it was just like they couldn't have. They couldn't make anything go in, and that was just the 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 tale of the tape. That was the story of that game. But everyone in Canada watching that game was like, "Holy shit, this team is for real." This team just put Belgium in their place even though they ended up losing the game but like this team can do something here we have a team that can advance yeah and then you saw in Croatia they were up 1-0 and it's like yeah. holy shit it's happening this team is going to do something here and then Croatia scored and then Croatia scored again and then you lost the belief you didn't have like you were if you were watching the game like you saw they were defeated the game mm-hmm. wasn't over but they were defeated they were done yeah they were not the same team they were in that first game. And that's why they lost. That's why they let Croatia keep scoring. And it, well, it finished like 4-1. That's what happened. And the Morocco game, they weren't. there was no chance for them to advance anyways. So that was it. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. I, I think Canada came in in that first game with a lot of nerves, you know, a lot of, you know, like they believed they, in themselves. They did believe in themselves, yeah. but like they weren't organized enough to to actually form some proper chances right they had a lot of chances but again you mentioned davies missing a penalty Mm -hmm. that is he doesn't miss penalties he doesn't get very many penalty attempts especially in the bundesliga but he does not miss any opportunities that he usually gets and i think he had some nerves you know on the grandest stage that you could ever have like around the world in a game that is being televised in front of millions and millions and millions of people, he had nerves. He had, he had some nervousness in him. I don't think he's fully healthy. I also don't think he's fully healthy. Yeah, it was, I personally don't think 
Davies should have taken the penalty. At the end of the day, he's a winger. And he's, mm-hmm. yes, he has some fantastic finishes in his career, but you had Jonathan David there, who's literally a Champions League goal scorer, as well as Alfonso Davies. But like, Jonathan David is a striker. Why yeah. wouldn't you let Jonathan David, your striker, take the penalty? No, you give it to your best player. And your best player is Jonathan Davies. And Alfonso he is. Davies. Sorry. You and your name. You <laughs> said Jonathan David, and I just put. The, <laughs> Actually, they are very close. They are very close. Alfonso David, Jonathan Davies. Yep. Very um, Alfonso Davies is very your close. best player. Yes. And Alfonso Davies, arguably, is the reason Canada is in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Let's just put that out there. Yeah. You're going to give your opportunity for your first goal in X amount of years to your best player, the player that got you there. First goal ever. First goal ever. Mm-hmm. You're going to give that to Alfonso Davies, hands down. Yes. I don't care if he has one leg that's working. You're giving that penalty shot to him. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. earned that much. That's fair. Right? That's a fair argument. And I think that's why he got it. And I didn't, yeah, I didn't think about the fact that that literally, I mean, he ended up getting the first goal for Canada anyways. Yeah. But like that literally, that was the first goal that was on his shoulders. Yeah. And he, that's probably what he was thinking about when he took that penalty. It's yeah. like literally, this is the moment. Yeah. Did you that, hear what he did after he scored the first goal against Croatia? What did he do? <clears throat> so he took off that jersey at halftime and he put it in a locker because he wants to frame that jersey. And he came out in a different jersey. Because he did a jersey swap after that game, but that wasn't the the jersey that he wore for that goal. Good for him. So he yeah. took the jersey off. He's going to frame it. Um, he's going to put it in his house, I guess. Well, it's got to go somewhere, right? That thing's going down in Canadian history. Yeah. Yeah, that's right? the... Yeah. And what a goal it was. Did you see yeah. the goal? Yeah. What a goal that was. Two minutes in. And what a celebration afterwards. Like, Canada went nuts for that goal. So yeah. well taken. So well taken. But yeah, Canada has a bright future ahead of them. All of these stars are so young. Yeah. Like they've, besides maybe like Kyle Laren, Atiba like, Hutchinson, yeah. maybe Kyle Laren, maybe. Yeah. But maybe Jonathan Osorio. Not really, though. He's still in his like late 20s. But like this is, this is a team that's, that's going to have almost all of the same faces. And They're probably be back, some. And four years isn't that long, right? No. Alfonso Davies wasn't in uh, the conversation four years ago yeah. for Team Canada. And now look at him. He literally he kick-started his entire career in Vancouver. He was playing for Vancouver Whitecaps. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, one year, it was like, holy shit, who is this kid? And then Bayern Munich found him and was like, we want this kid over here. And it was like, holy shit, Bayern Munich wants a Canadian? And he blew up. And he blew up. From that. He went nuts. He went yeah. crazy. So, like... That can happen between now and four years from now. Yeah. With someone else. Why not? I don't know. Uh, what do you think about the the rest of the World Cup? Are you are you at all surprised at like some teams yeah. not making it through to the knockout stage of the final sixteen? I thought Spain was gonna do a lot better. Yeah. Um obviously like there's some like Germany didn't make it out of the out of the group stage. That's incredible. Yeah. But that's another team I mean, that's on the Italy decline. didn't even make it. Italy didn't make to it to the tournament. And I will, ch- I will There's... make fun of Italian fans every chance I get because I'm still bitter about the Euro Cup. Yeah, Germany did not make it through, and Germany just didn't look like Germany. Yeah. And again, another aging 
nation right yeah, now with their fine. stars. They're playing all their aging stars. And, and again, like they, they have young players. Spain has young players. But again, they're not quite there yet. They're, they're two, three years away. Yeah. So I expect the next World Cup for these teams to, to really bounce back, especially Italy, who didn't even make it to the tournament. You think they're going to be pissed off and 100%. want to, you know, I don't know. I think you're going to see a very different World Cup. But this World Cup has opened up opportunities for nations that wouldn't normally have any business in the final 32, right? South Korea. Korea. Republic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Korea Republic. Morocco. The United States was even in there. Yeah. Right? And I don't know. I, I think you're going to finally see a little bit more of parity amongst the teams in the final eight even. Yeah. Um, we still have powerhouses in the final eight, like Brazil, Croatia. You know, Morocco's in there now. but Morocco's in there. Um, one thing I did want to talk about, and I, I had to bring it up at, at in on our podcast, and I couldn't wait to talk about it, to be honest with you. But did you see the amount of coverage that the Portuguese team got when they sat Ronaldo? I get, I don't understand the amount of coverage that he's getting at all. Like, I was watching the Brazil and Korea Republic game. And every moment they had was, like, any intermission or anything, they would speak about Ronaldo. Yeah. They would speak about the contract he's, contract he's about to sign in Saudi Arabia where he's going to earn more than $250 million a year per season, which is fucking ridiculous. He's going to be the highest paid athlete of all time. He's going to be the highest paid athlete of all time, yeah. They are speaking about the way he is performing for Portugal. He's not even in the game. He's not, we're not, Portugal's not even playing. Yeah. It's Brazil and Korea. And they're talking about Ronaldo for extended periods. Yeah, the amount of coverage everywhere it's what why are they sucking his ass so hard i don't understand Literally. like like oh ronaldo's not gonna start how is portugal going to manage this ronaldo's not starting they only scored six goals without him literally his Where he subbed on in the 79th minute his replacement scored a hat trick in that game some of the best goals i've ever seen yeah like they're a better team without ronaldo they just showed you that mm-hmm. he doesn't need to start yeah they beat a Big fucking team, too, in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Switzerland's a fucking great team. I know. They've been a great team for years. And Portugal just showed you that they have those young stars to do it. Ronaldo has the most followers in out of anyone on Instagram. The People most followers. love the name. They, that's literally 500 it. million or some shit like that. They don't care how good he is right now because he's not good. He's not good right now. He's he not. He is arguably one of the most influential people on the planet. And he's a soccer player. But. He's a piece of shit. But. His antics need to stop. The way he's carrying himself need to stop. The way he's representing Portugal is disrespectful, in my opinion. Like, you're going to fucking think that you're larger than your, your, your club team in Manchester United. They dropped your ass. They were like, Bye. you're now thinking that you're larger than your nation. He thinks he's bigger than the game. Portugal needs to drop his ass. They won't. Send his ass to Saudi Arabia. Go get that fucking blood money. I don't give a fuck. Stay there. Live there. 
Nobody else like, is going to take him. He's staining his career right now. Like yeah, he is his... taking an Antonio Brown approach to things now. Yeah. Where he is not actually, like, he d- he's not Ronaldo. The last couple of years, he hasn't been the Ronaldo that we've come to know. And the argument that people are saying to me is that last year at Manchester United, the amount of goals that he scored, it was, oh, it was incredible. But were they winning those games? No. Manchester United had a horrible year last year. Mm-hmm. But he was scoring the goals because he was demanding it. Yeah. He would be in the box demanding those balls to him. And so he got them. And yeah, sure, you scored the goals. But anytime there was a counterattack, did you see him move? No. No, he cherry picks. Exactly. That's what he does yeah. now. He's been doing it for most of his career, but this is so prominent now at the end of his career. Yeah. No, Manchester United were not winning games last year. He's not a team player. He's no. out there to look good and he's just not the same player and he's staining his career is he gonna start next game for portugal are you kidding me portugal just demolished switzerland without ronaldo yeah ronaldo came on as a striker when they were up 5-1 why Mm -hmm. for what reason how funny would it be if they face off against argentina i want messi and Ronaldo so fucking bad. They might. I think they are facing. No, Argentina is facing off against Croatia, I believe. Yeah, no, it won't happen. So yet. Portugal, Brazil. It might happen in the final if they get that far. Um, there's a lot of big games coming up. England, France. Mm-hmm. Good versus evil. <laughs> it's gonna be My big. God, it's that. He said game. it. He said I it. Said it. I said it. I said it. I said it. He I said it. Back. He it's said there. It. It's out in the world. It's, yeah, if you didn't hear what he said, he said good versus evil. I said good versus evil. <laughs> I said English versus French. I said right language versus wrong language. Oh, my God. He is <laughs> just pouring gasoline. That's what I'm the Listen, I've been to both of these places. Yeah. There is one group of people that's significantly nicer than the other group of people. Everything's on fire right now, and you're just Everything. sitting there. This is okay. Everything's okay. This is fine. Everything's this is fine. fine. Uh, there is the English people are... Much more nice than the French people. It is out there. France, you're a beautiful place. Versailles was fantastic. Chef's kiss. No, you can't. You can't win their back. Hey, no, no, no. You can't I'm, say nice I'm things. I'm complimenting after their calling them evil. I'm complimenting their structures. I went to the PSG store when I was in oh Paris. My God, that was pretty cool. Um, the um, Arc de Triomphe. I was. I went to that. It was pretty cool. I don't know if I said that right, but I went there. And then the Eiffel Tower, awesome. But that's it. He's not even sorry, guys. That's He's it. just I'm not sorry. Butchering the the pronunciation of words, calling you evil. Listen, listen. I did the same thing when England was up against Italy in the Euro final. Where you spoke with your hands. I spoke with my hands. Uh, yeah. No, and I, I took every chance I got to make fun of Italy. Every chance. I didn't eat spaghetti for like a I couple that. weeks. Yeah. I took every chance he protested. I, got. I did protest his spaghetti. I protested spaghetti for the, <laughs> the Euro Cup. Fuck this spaghetti. And I literally, I I almost fought some Italian fans that day. So what are you going to do? Protest French onion soup now? or I might. What are you going to do? I haven't decided yet. I haven't had a fry in a while. I might protest French <laughs> My fries. God. <laughs> French toast is one of my favorite breakfasts. <laughs> I'm not going to have it. Um, He's sitting this one out. No French toast for him. No French toast. But that game is happening on Saturday. It's going to be fun as hell to watch. Yeah. It's just two very young teams. Um, it's going to be a high-flying game. Prediction, score-wise. What do you think? 
I've thought about this a lot. I have. And I think it's going to be 2-1 England. It's going to be a high-flying game, but there are two very good keepers. I like 2-1 as well, but I think it'll be 2-1 in a penalty shootout. Oh, it'll God. go. Please it'll go, don't bring this to a penalty shootout. It'll again. go one-one through extra time into a penalty shootout, and I think England wins two-one in a shootout. I can't do another penalty shootout. That it'll Euro- come down to a shootout. You realize that? Like each team's going to score a goal early on, and then they're going to park the bus, and every team's just going to play See, possession. I don't, I don't think they're going to park the bus. Because they know at any point Mbappe can run up the side of the pitch, run up and find an open ball and finish it wherever he is. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to park the bus. And they need to start Rashford. For God's sake, stop bringing him off the bench. Start him. Start him, start him, start him. He is your striker. He is the person that scored the most goals for you this World Cup. Start him. Who do you start him over? Everyone. Everyone else. (laughs) Have um, play him at left back. <laughs> sure, why not? Put him at keep center back. Put him him as your striker, as your central striker. Foden on the left, Saka on the right. Yeah, done. Everything else doesn't matter. You don't like Phil Foden, huh? You don't like Foden. I do. I just said Foden. Oh, you're saying play him? Yeah. Oh, they said play him. Foden, on, Foden on the left, yeah. Saka on the right, Rashford in the middle. We need to figure out our our midfield. Our midfield is kind of like been. Eh. Jordan Henderson, eh, that might be because... Past um, his prime. Oh, yeah, he's past his prime. But um, you know who's playing well? It's Harry Maguire. Yeah. And he has not been playing well for Manchester United for years now. Yeah, but we've seen this happen, right? Like, you look at Brazil, right? Like, they, they have Richarlson, who doesn't get any minutes for Tottenham. Yeah. He plays behind Harry Kane. And he is just lighting it up for Brazil. And, like... Again, like on the grandest stage, players tend to play a lot better than they do in the leagues, right? Yeah. Messi's even playing a lot better than he Messi's has. Playing well. Messi's recently, playing like right? it's like, his last World Cup. Messi's playing like prime Messi. Yeah, he's everywhere on the pitch. Yeah, he's doing well. This is this is Messi's game. This is Messi's tournament to lose, I think. But this this does happen um, when you see players that you know, like remember James Rodriguez, yeah. like way back in the day when he scored that that one of the most beautiful goals I've ever seen, and he got, got a massive contract right after. He got he went to Real Madrid right yeah. after, and then played for like two years. And then. Played for two years there, and now I think he's I think he's playing in MLS right now. To be honest with you, but um, yeah, no, this, Messi's going to MLS next year. It's possible. It's. Can you imagine Miami? Messi goes to Miami and plays under David Beckham. He's going. He's not. This has been in the works for so so long, guy. Like he's, he's going. Anytime he goes anywhere, when he when yeah. he moves to MLS, anytime he goes anywhere, any stadium is going to be sold out immediately. Yeah. Can you imagine? We're going to that game when he of comes to Toronto. I am. Of course, yeah. I'm going to pre-book my ticket now. Yeah. As soon as he signs for whatever team, I'm going to look at when Toronto FC is playing them in Abimo yeah. Field. I'm booking my ticket. Messi against Insignia. <laughs> star versus Fallen Star. Oh, God. Yeah, Insignia's still a star. 
Yeah. Fallen Star Messi. Fallen Star Messi. Did you see there was a... Uh, he would score like 90 goals in MLS. Of course he would. <laughs> he of would course he would. In 13 games. It would be over. Hand them the trophy at the beginning of the season. Oh, my Doesn't God. matter. He would score so many goals. Did you see... Um, They just had an interview with uh, Sebastian Giovinco, actually. Yeah. And they asked him... Um, They were like, at the end of the interview, they're like, okay, Seb, we got to ask, like, are you coming back to Toronto FC? And he's like... Toronto is my home. He said that. He's like, I, you, you don't have to ask me that. I want to come back. You got to talk to management. He literally just said straight up. He's like, you got to talk to them. I'm not the person you got to ask. I want to come back. Talk to them. What difference is it going to make? No, he's not. But um, if you, he's still a free kick master. Yeah, but they can't afford him. No, they can't. They've uh, got bigger the- holes to fill in their defense and yes. acquiring a sub. Who comes on for 13 minutes a game. Like, they don't need Giovinco. No, they don't. But he's just, like, such a well-known name. Yeah. But he costs a lot of money. He's still an international he, he star. No, he's not. Not anymore. Sebastian Giovinco? No. He's at the tail Maybe end a top of 10 career. striker in the league if he played in MLS again. Yeah, yeah. You know? Can you imagine having... Better the, than Pozuelo. The Italian... Con- oh, yeah. The Italian connection up at the front there. With- yeah. Bernadeschi, Insigne, and Jovinko. I'm telling you. This coming from the guy that, you know, protested spaghetti. Hey, if and I'm playing against them, <laughs> I'm going to protest spaghetti. If they're playing on my team... You're eating spaghetti. I'm eating spaghetti. You're fucking deep-throating that shit like it... Okay, we've gone too far here. <laughs> we've, gone, we've gone down a rabbit hole here. we gotta, we got to reel back here, reel back. <laughs> Dial it back. Reel back. Um... But yeah, do you have any World Cup stuff you want to talk about? No, I think we can move on. I do want to talk a little bit about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's do it. Let's do it. Because they're on quite a stretch here, man. Like they've... 20-game point streak, Mitch Marner. They themselves are on quite a a big point streak. You know, the team itself. Mitch Marner's impressive. Yeah, 20 Mm -hmm. points. But I don't want them to be focusing on one player. Again, the team's doing so well. um, And it starts... At the back end, this defense has been so depleted. You got Jake Muzzin out. You got Riley, their best defenders, out. Riley's been out for a while, too. So they're kind of piecing together a bunch of... Brody's just coming back. Again, they're they're <clears throat> it's a patchwork defense right now. And you saw it last night. I don't know if you watched the game. Or not last night, two nights ago. Two nights ago. Um, where they gave up 44 shots against Dallas, in Dallas. Yep. And you Usually when you give up his head. 44 shots, you lose the game. Mm-hmm. And they didn't give up a single goal. <clears throat> and that's because they have some ridiculous goaltending going on right now in their tandem that they acquired over the offseason mm-hmm. in Samsonov and Matt Murray. Matt Murray has been playing lights out hockey since he returned. It's making his... Dubas look like a genius right now. Man, Dubas. It really is. Like, okay, everyone, everyone's head was scratching when they let Jack Campbell go in the offseason. Then Matt Murray came in. Well, they traded for Matt Murray. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they signed um, Sam Sonoff to a one-year, $1 million <coughs> deal. And now look where we are. And now we have two. It's 1A, 1B. And Jack Campbell is doing what this season? He's fallen out of. He is not. He's not even the number one in Edmonton anymore. No, he's not. He's the backup goalie in Edmonton. Yeah. They got Skinner there now. Stuart Skinner. Stu is their is their starting goalie. Yeah, yeah, and Kyle Dubas looks like an 
<clears throat> looks like a genius right now because of this. So I don't know. You were I mean, hating on Kyle Dubas at the beginning of the season. I still am. Like Kyle Dubas <laughs> is he's hanging on by the skin of his teeth. Is he? He is. No, he's not. He is. He's got to make some moves, man. This defense isn't going to be able to keep it up. The goaltenders aren't going to be able to keep this up. Like, they're going through a hot streak. They're on a heater right now. But they're not going to be able to keep this up the entire year. No. You can't continue to <clears throat> rely on your goalie to stop 44 shots every night. you got to bring that down to 25 to 30 shots a game. Right? You're going to... You're going to need some defensive help. And, like, you got to make some trades. There are teams that are full-on tanking right now because they want Connor Bedard. Yep. There are teams that are tanking, and those teams are the teams that Dubas needs to pick up the fucking phone and call these teams, make some trades, because we need some help. There are teams that are fully healthy scratching yeah. their players. Cause you they... look at the top GMs in the league, like <laughs> Eisenman, um, who even when you're winning, you're adding. You're not sitting there and being like, oh, fuck, we're winning. Nothing to do here. No. Now is the time to actually add. You're winning, so go out and get this team some more help. So they continue yeah. winning. So if you lose a couple key pieces, you're not fucked, right? You look at a team like Vancouver, who's going nowhere fast. They just lost their goalie. Well, yeah, they're also scratching uh, Brock Besser for games. Yeah. Because they want to trade him. Yeah. He's available. Connor Garland's probably available on that team. Luke Shen. Mm -hmm. Bo Horvat, who has 20 goals in 25 games. Bo Horvat has 20 goals this year. Really? Yeah. You can actually go out and get Bo Horvat. In your fantasy league, because there's probably a good chance he's available, because it's Bo Horvat. I don't know if he's available. Yeah, he's Bo Horvat, but he has 20 goals already. Wow. Yeah. I I mean, someone has to score on that team. <clears throat> do they yeah yeah well they had were they part of that uh he plays on the same line as kuzmenko so i mean like they've got pieces on that team but they're not trading kuzmenko they just they just, just got him um but got the guys i just mentioned connor garland brock besser mm-hmm. luke shen those are all available pieces they don't that the leafs could use the leafs don't need uh a forward i don't think right now they need to put their money into like you said defense Luke Shen would be a yeah. good addition. I yeah. Think. He's a physical park the bus kind of defender that the Leafs need. Mm-hmm. They haven't really seen in a long time since like, I don't want to say his name, but Zach Bogosian, someone who kind of, or even, um, Labushkin last year, you know, like they is, need a, I'm, they need a physical back, like stay at home defender. You know who that was in his prime? Jake Gardner. I was never Jake Gardner. Jake Gardner was a liability. Jake, when, no, and at the end of his Toronto Maple Leafs tenure, yes, he was that yeah. kind of player. But at the beginning, in his prime, he was that shutdown defender. He was that yeah. where he could get you assists uh, from the mm-hmm. blue line, but he or goals even from the blue line. But he was also a shutdown defender. Just at the end of his career, he was the scapegoat. Yeah, that's coughing it up in the middle of the the rink and yeah he losing did. games he, he didn't just have... did that so often where he thought he was like thomas caberly out here where he could dangle and oh, thomas take, take the buck from him dead what a what a guy thomas caberly thomas caberly did that every single time he had one move where he just like skate slowly around people yeah what a guy thomas caberly yeah 
What a guy. Uh, should we, uh, should we, is there any more hockey you want to talk about? No. Let's, Do you want to move on to some F-Pal? Let's talk F-Pal. Uh, I just got another notification that uh, Kawhi Leonard is out again. Kawhi Leonard's done fucking nothing this year. Do you have him? Yes, I do. He's done nothing. He's sitting out so many games. He's been injured for so long. And then when he comes back, he puts up like nine points, two rebounds. Done. Really? Yeah. I saw a highlight the other night where he had the game winner. He did, but like he did Step nothing back, else in that game. Step back, fade away to win the game. He did, he's done doing nothing else right now. I wonder he, why. His, he, he sat out all of last year, so maybe that has something to do well, with it. Well, they're like easing him back into it, but it's yeah. been the slowest. It's kind of why I, I had Ben Simmons and I dropped him. And I picked him up, and he's doing well. He's injured again right now. But Well, I I told you. I'm like, enjoy it while it lasts because it's not going to last. As long as he can stay healthy, I think he's fine. He's not going to play the entire season. You're going to have the exact same frustration you have with Kawhi Leonard is what you're going to have with Ben, Skin, but ben, at least ben Simmons. When Ben Simmons is playing, he's doing well. He's putting up like He's double doing double. okay. I wouldn't say well. He's is. part of the big three there. Mm, I'm also going I don't to see. think so. He was he was playing well <laughs> because Kyrie Irving was suspended. So yeah, he had extended looks. He had the ball in his hand a little bit more. Ben Simmons is still not the player. He's never going to be the player he once was in his first couple seasons with no. Philly. Well, uh, we'll have this conversation. He's afraid once. of the ball. Let's be honest here. Yeah, we we established that one. Yeah. But once uh, once Ben Simmons is is fully back and you know doing his thing we'll have this conversation again yeah we'll, we'll go from there uh do you want to start off with uh your fantasy pickup of the week we're doing fantasy football fantasy pickup yeah. of the week here we're going into week 15 if i'm correct it is 14 week 14 okay now is a time where it is down to the wire we had a conversation earlier where in one of our leagues you're going up against your own father <laughs> this week and there's certain implications for it. he needs to beat you essentially to make to it into me. playoffs i'm in a, in a different league where i need to i'm in a few leagues actually where i'm in third place and i have an opportunity to make it into second place for first round by so this is if you're either fighting for a playoff spot you're fighting for positioning this is a crucial week before playoffs start next week semifinals is next week so f pow is very important very important i mean it's always important but this week more so this week than others so my first pickup of the week is um someone who i think you should immediately go out and and get um waivers have already passed maybe you already have them if you have succeeded and picked him up Please start him. Um, he's a Buffalo running back, and he goes by James Cook. He is a brother of Mr. Dalvin Cook. Mr. Dalvin. Um, but he is someone that you need on your team. He's someone that you need to start. Um, Buffalo is the best offense in the league. Buffalo is, as they've done uh, last two years, this time of the year, pinpoint their running back position down to one body. Devin Singletary is a one-trick pony. He can run the ball, but he can't catch the ball. They've moved he's on not, from Singletary. He's not often involved in the passing game. James Cook got a lot of reps last week because he is. they drafted him for this reason. They got rid of Zach Moss. They drafted James Cook because he can be that guy. Yep. He can run the ball and he can catch the ball. 
Mm-hmm. Isaiah McKenzie is so inconsistent in that slot role. They're going to use James Cook a lot more. Please start him. Get him in your lineup. His name's James Cook. Done. Done. I like it. You just pick him up? <clears throat> I didn't pick him up. Uh, why did you? I think he's available. In he might version. be available. Um, someone that I think you should pick up. Very similar situation to the Buffalo situation. It's a team that has moved on from their once starting running back. Is moved on to their rookie. And that's uh, the Kansas City Chiefs in Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, he's the man. He is the dude over there in Kansas City. Um, and they have made that very clear. Um, I went out and picked him up while he was, um, before he kind of made his jump to yeah. the number one, because I could see it happening. Clyde Edwards Alaire is not healthy right now. He's out. But even when he comes back, or before he was. He wasn't even playing when he was healthy. Exactly. They phased him out. Before he went on to IR, he was getting like maybe three, four rushing attempts a game. And now it is the Isaiah Pacheco show. And he is putting up numbers. So uh, he's probably been picked up at this point. But there's a there's also a good chance that he's not. So go out and grab Isaiah Pacheco. You can slot him into your RB1, RB2 immediately. Pacheco. I like it. I like it. Yep. Uh, my other pickup this week is a tight end. Because God knows everyone needs tight end help. I saw you, um, dropped, you had to drop Kyle Pitts, eh? Uh, I I I wasn't aware that I still had him on my IR. Um, right, because he's done for the season now. Well, I have him. I have him in every league. I feel like I have him in every single league, and I'm in a few dynasty leagues, so I still have him in my IR. Mm-hmm. But I realized I still had him in our IR, even though he's done for the season in our redraft league. Right. Um, but everyone needs tight end help. Aside, unless you have, uh, like obviously Kelsey, Mark Andrews. Hawkinson, Schultz. I, I, I feel like outside of those four, you need tight end help. And it's a revolving door. And I just went and made a transaction real quick while you were talking. What did you do? Picked up James Cook. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> you bastard. Continue. My laptop it. died or I would have I would have had him on my team. Yeah, yeah. Um I lost my train of thought. I'm so angry. You were talking about the tight <laughs> end. James you Cook. Talking, yeah. Um but I'm I'm talking about a guy who plays for Denver, who is not really playing a tight end position there. He's playing a wide receiver position, and he goes by the name Dulcich, 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 Greg, Greg <laughs> Dulcich. I wanted I wanted to see you uh, try and go for that. You know me in names, in. man. Yeah. I can't yeah. do names. Oh yeah, uh, Greg Dulcich and. <clears throat> He has been steady. He's a rookie. I think he has a good connection with uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, probably the only good connection Russ has on that team. Um, but Russ targets his tight ends, and Dulcich is playable. And I think last week he went off for 87 yards or something like that at eight receptions. He's getting the targets. He's getting the receptions. He's getting the yardage. If he can score a touchdown – you're really, really happy, and I think that could happen this week, um, especially with a lot of injury concern to Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. Jerry Judy's going to play, but they don't really have a lot of weapons on that team, and I think Dulcich can do some damage, so get him in your lineup. <clears throat> Good call. Yeah. Good call. Um, my final pickup of the week is a wide receiver on Baltimore because now that – I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Lamar Jackson, but he does not throw the ball. Uh, so now that he is not the quarterback for the next like, two, three weeks. He's probably done for the year. 
Really? Yeah, he's he, I think they'll come back for playoffs. They're saying two to four weeks for a knee injury. And he, even if he does come back, Josh, like he has a knee injury. He's not going to be the mobile yeah. quarterback that Very you're true. used to seeing, right? Very true. So they might have to, you know, change their game plan right now in preparation for Lamar Jackson coming back, yeah. not being able to run. Um, and with that, their wide receivers in Baltimore are going to be a lot more valuable. Uh, so I think you should pick up the 50% owned Devin DuVernay. Um, he's going to be seeing a lot more targets because they're not yeah. going to be running the ball as much. Um, they're going to be throwing it. Um, so Devin DuVernay is someone you should be picking up. DuVernay. Right on. Not sure if you can throw him into a wide receiver one or two, but definitely flexible. A lot of injuries this past week. You know, a yeah. lot of injuries. It's the worst time of the year, too. It is. When it counts. A lot of team, a lot yeah. of players are done for the season. Like Jimmy Garoppolo just broke his foot. He was my starting quarterback. I think he might play championship week if you have him, but we'll see. It's not. not he's gonna, not having surgery, but no not one's going to hold doing on that. to no. Jimmy Garoppolo no. for that. Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. Is he officially done for the season? He's, well, I mean, yeah, pretty much. They put him on IR. Yeah. What's the point? What's the point? They just signed Baker Mayfield to replace him. They picked him. up Baker Mayfield. I saw that, yeah. But uh, Allen Robinson is done for the year. Cooper Cup is very injured. Donald. That Aaron team's Donald. going nowhere. No. Like, they're not making playoffs. I don't think they're going to repeat. Tampa Bay year. looks like shit. They won this yeah. past week, but. Barely. I don't know, man. There's a lot going on. This is going to be a really exciting week of football to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, the playoff push is on. Let's do it again next week. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. That's going to do it for our episode today. It's good to be back. Have a good week, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 